Hey, it's Andrew Wilkow. Here's my opening monologue from today's Wilkow Majority on Sirius XM Patriot. So we learned this uh, past couple days that one hung low may have had American-made parts. Some of the analysis shows that there was English written on some of the parts. And now you have Lisa Murkowski saying this is no big deal. This is no big deal? A Chinese spy balloon flew over your state, through Canada, through the United States, uninterrupted, and then out to the Atlantic. And this is no big deal. And the screaming and yelling, it happened under Trump, it happened under Trump, it happened under Trump. Even the people that despise Trump say it didn't happen. Wine to 695 Patriot 9572874. But you could always count on Lisa Bukowski to defend her buddy and pal, Joe Biden. We're going to be getting to some stories now. There's a story out of Georgia. And Newsweek is doing a very misleading piece on it. That Georgia is about to pass a law that they say is going to out transgender children. Well, as you read along the piece or through the piece, what it is doing is essentially saying schools cannot provide mental health services, and keep it a secret from parents. They cannot involve themselves in gender transition and keep it from parents. Government schools do not have the right to keep secrets from parents. Full stop, period, end of story. And if somebody's going to come along and say, well, what about unsupportive parents? What does that mean? That the second and nine-year-old thinks they're in the wrong body, the school takes over and the parents must either bend and be supportive or else they lose control or lose their rights as parents? I don't think so. And if there is an issue of abuse in the home, that is for law enforcement and the family court system, not Democrat cat ladies posing as guidance counselors. Weinzig 695 Patriot. Another Republican, another local Republican in New Jersey was shot and killed. And notice the media is not running out to assign a narrative. But Andrew, local law enforcement said they can't establish a political motive. Does that matter? In the the creation of a narrative, does it matter? Does it matter? It doesn't matter. Look at any other shooting in this country that has been tagged political. A narrative was established before any, any investigation by law enforcement. But the media is going out of its way to downplay not one but two Republicans shot in New Jersey. Wine 695 Patriot 9572874. Also, same for the story of Congresswoman Angie Craig, who was attacked in her building. She apparently fended off a an assault by splashing hot coffee on the man attacking her. Turns out he was just a crazy homeless person. But I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for the narrative. Mitch McConnell is out slamming. Senator Rick Scott and his 12-point agenda. Mitch McConnell, who does nothing but get himself reelected, is upset at a fellow senator who has actually a plan to fix things like Social Security and to make the majority of Americans taxpayers. Mitch McConnell has to go. Axios has a sneak peek, as they call it, an exclusive, if you will. The inside track on Biden's big deficit cutting plan. Actually, that's the headline. Scoop. Inside Biden's big deficit cutting plan. And I think you already know what that is. 
just raising more taxes. The idea that the federal government's budget can grow every year and never stop growing is insane. It is. It is it is it is actually an insane you are insane if you think the federal government can do two things. Increase its spending. Well, three things actually. Increase its spending. Increase the number of people it's admitting and decreasing the number of people percentage-wise that are actually contributing to the federal budget. That is how democracy, a democracy collapses, by the way. It's called the Titler cycle. If you've never heard of it, look it up for yourself. T-Y-T-L-E-R, Titler cycle. And the Titler cycle is attributed to Alexander Fraser Titler, a Scottish politician who posited that a democracy, a true democracy, cannot exist beyond 200 years. Because in a pure democracy, the majority will always vote for the pol- the politician that promises them more. With the caveat that they'll be expected to contribute nothing. And then once that takes hold, it is only a matter of time before democracy collapses. And that's what we are seeing here. Remember, in 2011, just 12 years ago, we were referring to $13.5 trillion as a crisis. It was a crisis. Barack Obama had doubled the debt from all prior presidencies in less than eight years. Now, it is true. Donald Trump called for steep cuts. But McConnell and Ryan would never give them to him. If you're going to cut taxes, you have to cut spending. But if you want to be, if you want to make it purely popular, then of course you say, well, we're just going to cut taxes. Everybody gets to keep a little bit more of their money, but we're going to, we're going to borrow and print and spend and all these other things. And uh, we'll we'll just uh, service the debt or something that can't go on. It can't go on. I'm a hundred percent right of this on this. I'm not giving you my opinion. At some point, the interest on the debt will be greater than the federal budget, meaning we will owe more money and interest on it than the government takes in, just the interest. How does a nation sustain itself when that happens? The answer is it can't. So here we go. President Biden plans to make deficit reduction a centerpiece of his 2024 budget and aims to pressure Republicans to focus on government revenue, not just spending, Axios has learned. Why it matters. The White House is seeking a tactical advantage in its looming showdown with congressional Republicans on the debt limit and wants to test Republicans' commitment to lowering annual deficits over the next decade. Officials plan to dust off a variety of proposed tax increases on corporations and wealthy Americans, including Biden's plan to boost rates on billionaires to narrow the gap between what the government takes and spends. Biden's budget will claim some $238 billion of deficit reduction from an Inflation Reduction Act. It's unclear whether the count... Uh, the potential $400 billion cost of his student loan forgiveness plan, which is tied up in the courts. Biden is also preparing to achieve his goal by slowing the rate of some spending. Republicans have called for cuts without specifying which ones. He hinted at his strategy at the State of the Union. The plan I'm going to show you is going to cut the deficit by another $2 trillion. 
slowing the spending. What does that mean? I've been using, I've been talking to you for years about the weasel speak in Washington. Cuts to proposed spending. That is meaningless. You can propose to spend anything. If you're looking at a program and you say, okay, we spent $80 billion on it last year. We propose to spend $120 million this year. But by the time it's all over, we spend $100 million. We cut the budget, the proposed spending, by $20 million. Is that really a cut to the budget? No, it's not. If you're spending $20 million more, that is not a cut of $20 million. That's an increase of $20 million. And when you start getting into the billions and trillions, you're talking about real money. We cannot get our border under control. We are importing millions of people who maybe a percentage of them, when it's all said and done, will be contributors. The majority are likely not to be. The welfare state, that is the redistributive state, is growing exponentially in ways we can't even keep track of. If we're going to talk about defense spending, we cannot increase the responsibilities of the military, then decrease the amount of resources we give them. Now, I get accused of being an isolationist or a Fortress America type. I will say that isolate, well, they call it isolationism. But the concept of Fortress America meaning if you took all of the military resources that are deployed around the world and concentrated them inside the United States. I don't understand why that is something we don't even discuss. And if I get labeled an isolationist, I get labeled an isolationist. I don't care. We seem to be apt to defend everybody else's borders but our own. Do you think the Chinese could simply fly a balloon over airspace protected by the United States and other countries? Maybe they could. Wine six six ninety five Patriot nine five seven two eight seven four. But the math: if you are increasing the spending and decreasing the number of people contributing, the math does not add up. And saying just we're going to tax corporations, what does that do to pricing? If you threaten a pharmaceutical company with a new tax. And then you say, we're going to cap the products, the price of the products you make. Popularizing animosity towards profitability of a private business. It's funny, the Democrats, the, the only private businesses the Democrats seem to respect is Twitter and Disney. But no, no person is entitled to the labor of any other person, business, or corporation. Now, if you want to create a more competitive environment in the pharmaceutical industry, and dare I say, liberalize import laws, go right ahead. That's how the free market works. But if you are going to limit supply through regulation, then you are going to attack profitability. Then you are going to threaten that business with a tax if it does not accept your price caps. What do you think happens to the price of the product they produce if you've only allowed them to produce it? Look at baby formula. We had a baby formula shortage because we have a ban on import 
of highly regulated baby formula from Europe. And we only saw action on lowering those barriers because there was a shortage. The shortage likely never would have occurred had we had import, lowered import restrictions on baby formula that meets our standards. But when you have an intersection between a corporation and the government, when the government picks winners and losers, when the government regulates industry on behalf of compliant chosen corporations, seeking barriers to competition is one of the concessions business will always seek from government. Wintick 695 Patriot 9572874. The Democrats, even Republicans, as I like to call it, Romneybus. Romney, Romney's out there just loving on Biden, too. Thinks he's the greatest thing since sliced bread all of a sudden. You have a serious plan coming from Senator Rick Scott. You have serious plans coming from people like Buddy Carter, Representative Buddy Carter of Georgia. Spending caps, penny plan reduction, reformation of the tax code. These are all things that are workable. Senator Scott is right. The more you increase free riding, the more likely it is you will get more votes for more spending. What do you care? Why do you care? You don't care. If you contribute nothing, if you sacrifice nothing, if nothing is confiscated from you, what do you care what the people who are doing the confiscation, what, what, what does, does, does that matter to you? Do you think migrants are saying to themselves, damn, all these Americans have to go out and work every day under inflation, high gas prices, and food shortages so their government can give me a place to stay, food to eat, clothes to wear, and an education for my children. No, they don't. Why would they? It is being presented to them free, free of charge. Everything's free in America. They just have stuff there, and they'll give it to you if you cross the border. And that's what they're being told. The United States cannot absorb 20 million more people on the welfare rolls. Can't. And the idea that rich people are just on the hook for whatever the government wants to spend is not equal protection under the law. Reinsick 695 Patriot 9572874. We are right. They are wrong. That is the end of the story. I've got more. Serious XM Patriot. You can join me live on the Will Count Majority, Monday to Friday, noon to 3 east, 9 to noon west, on Sirius XM Patriot, channel 125.